What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name is Seth, and a couple quick reminders to download and play Street Fighter V and PUBG. Both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game of the month picked by Chevy is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicle, which is Crystal Chronicle, Crystal Chronicles, uh, which is a uh, one to four player cooperative game where you move crystals and have uh chronicles uh and have enemies try and kill you and uh you kill them first it's a good defense uh make sure that you download that play that and come back at the end of the month for game of the month let us know we thought of those games for that game well i know we thought of it <laughs> uh type in hashtag stlg on your comment if you want it to be considered to be on tasty cast we have a segment on every tasty cast where we read your comments and reply to them if you'd like your comment to be uh, on that segment, type in hashtag STLG. If you don't type that, I pick at random. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And we have a Patreon link down below as well. If you'd like to support the channel further than liking, commenting, and sharing the video and watching it all the way through, all your support is greatly appreciated. All right, Tasty Tuesday. Before we hop into the two topics I want to talk about, one thing I need to let you guys know is Tasty Cast. You guys probably already know this. I'm just going to say real quick. Uh, is out for the second time been edited twice the first time i did it and the second time i did it and then i uploaded it a second time and uh ubisoft jesus christ the next time you do an event make sure you don't have just a bunch of songs that are not only copyrighted which makes complete sense i deal with that all the time but that will at least take the monetization from my video not fucking shut it down completely. They had two different songs in that whole Ford event on TastyCast, which I hope fucking comes out at some point, um, that literally have locked down the video. The first attempt I did, th- I got three hits with copyrights. Second time, I got one. So we're narrowing it down. Uh, I cut out uh, significant portions and sped up certain parts and muted certain parts of TastyCast to adhere to their demands. And uh, even then... Uh, YouTube decided that uh, something wasn't correct. Um, normally, when you get a copyright on YouTube, it just um, goes, hey, any money that this video makes is going to go to the creator, which I think is kind of fucked up because the whole video, unless it's just like their song in your video, makes sense, uh, but your whole video's monetization, which I don't make anything on YouTube anyway, uh, goes to them. I don't care. That's fine. They can have it. As long as my video can be up and people can watch it and enjoy it, that's all I care about. Um, but then some people uh, will actually just say, no, it's not allowed to be up. We won't allow it. And uh, that's pretty rare. And this time around, I got like three of those. So navigating um, through my video to find uh, what parts of it were the no-no parts uh, was difficult, specifically because one of the three claims was vague. It didn't say specifically what was wrong. It just said somebody didn't like it. Um, so yeah, I t- I have right now YouTube uh, muting that segment of the video. So once it's fully released uh, and you guys can watch it finally in all countries, uh, I saw some people are watching it right now, but uh, the mass majority of people aren't going to watch it. Uh, there will be two segments that I've edited 
Um, there's a couple other parts in that video I cut, but it's pretty clean cuts. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, but two of them are very um, apparent, and I make them apparent uh, just so people know which parts are what. But uh, um, now I'm letting YouTube do the editing. So uh, apparently it's only like a two-minute, one-minute part of the video. But uh, yeah, there'll be a part of that video that's going to be weird. So um, I know you guys won't care that much, but it's it's annoying. It's frustrating. This is more work than I need to uh, be putting into a singular video I already put hours into. So um, which is fine. It's part of I mean, I, I love doing videos and editing, but uh, I don't like editing the same video over and over again, only to have YouTube go, hey, let me edit that for you. So anyway, Tastecast is technically out right now. Hope you guys get a chance to watch it. And uh, if you have not been able to watch it yet, YouTube tells me it is coming. They're going to mute the part that's bad. So uh, hang tight. It's coming. We made it. I promise. And yeah, let's get to the topics. Okay, first bit of news is a little bit of PS5 news via IGN. PS5, Sony reportedly cuts launch window production by 4 million due to chip woes. Uh, supply issues may not be an issue until, may not be an issue until 2021, however. Um, so, uh, Sony has reportedly cut its estimated PS5 production for its fiscal year by 4 million units, bringing the new total to around 11 million following production issues with its custom design system on chip for the new console. As reported by Bloomberg, Sony had boosted orders with suppliers in anticipation of heightened demand for gaming in the holiday season and beyond as people spend more time at home due to the coronavirus. However, these manufacturing issues are causing production yields as low as 50% for its system on chip, which have hindered its ability to produce as many PS5s as planned, Bloomberg's sources did mention that yields have been gradually improving, but they have yet to reach a stable level. It's good they're improving. Uh, Sony's shares dropped as much as 3.5% following this news. It's interesting. Another article said 2.5, so maybe this is a more recent one, or maybe that was an earlier uh, percentage, which is its biggest uh, intraday uh, drop since August. Um Intraday. I'm not familiar with that word. Daniel Ahmed, uh, a senior analyst at Nico Nico Partners, has stated that this production delay will hit PS5 supply during 2021, and Sony is planning on using air freight to meet demand this holiday and ship as many units as possible in the launch period. Ahmed noted that the production yield issues will always exist, especially at the beginning of a console launch, though this does seem more severe than expected. Uh, we have yet to learn the price and release date of the PS5, but we know that the Xbox Series X and Series S will cost $499 and $299, respectively. We talked about it on Tastycast, if you guys ever get to see that episode. Uh, so hopefully you guys get to watch that. Uh, Bloomberg's intelligence analyst, uh, Masahiro Wakasuji, uh, says the PS5 uh, could be priced as low as $449, uh, while the PS5 Digital Edition could possibly dip below $400. That'd be fucking crazy. I don't think it's going to happen, but that'd be crazy. Those would be really good prices um, because the Xbox Series S and X uh, are both very compelling at the different price points. So um, 
that would be a really good like right in between middle ground uh if we do learn the price of the release date blah blah, blah you'll, you'll let us know i'm sure everybody will let us know um you know do anything special uh all right so uh we got shortages um where uh where originally they were going to order or they did order 15 million we're getting 11 million now um a better article that i probably should have read said that um prior um orders for consoles on launch i think the ps4 was like 9 million or 8 million something like that it was below 10 million uh so 11 million still higher uh than um the original uh, ps4 launch so we are still getting more consoles at launch but less than they wanted to so you can really tell how many people they were assuming were going to uh, be buying this uh, what do i think about this i think this sounds scary at first but not that big a deal scary for anybody who's trying to get this fucking thing um like i said they have ordered more and they are still going to be shipping more than the ps4 did on launch so um yeah i feel like a lot of people are going to get their hands on us uh, 11 million people will get their hands on the ps5 um but uh how that will affect uh pre-orders um once those get are available i'm waiting to get my invitation from sony to pre-order mine um we'll see uh they have to be able to pre-order or let people pre-order it um early on through sony's um I forgot what they call it, but they have a program where if you own or if you're on PSN and you own a PS4, you can pre-order your PS5 before they allow pre-orders everywhere else. We have to be invited to do that, so I'm signed up for that. We'll see what happens. And then after that, they have to have uh, enough to pre-order at every store, so um, we'll see how that works. Uh, overall, though, I think this is still a very large uh, amount of um, consoles being shipped, uh, and um, they will probably you know, up production and get them out pretty quickly after that. Um, it's not weird for a console to have a limited supply on launch. This has happened in, with every single console launch that I can remember. I do think the last or this current generation had a pretty decent launch. Um, the Switch, not so much, but that's Nintendo. Nintendo, I feel like on purpose, um, really likes to limit the launch of everything that they put out to create demand for it. Um, which there's no shortage of. Uh, you can look at the Switch right now. They're fucking still like flying off the shelves. So, um, and uh, they, they can be hard to get for some people. But uh, yeah, I think like most consoles, the PS5 will be um, uh, possibly difficult to get um, early on, uh, which is something I expect, but um, not for too long. Like they said, 2021, it probably won't be an issue. It does worry me that they're having problems with this chip set that they're talking about. Um, just because if that wasn't an issue and then it became an issue, who knows what happens later? Uh, there's, you know, nothing there really tells me there's a whole lot of stability in them being able to get those. So that worries me a bit. But, uh, but yeah, overall, um, I'm not too worried about it. I don't think there is anything to worry about if you're one of the people who are trying to get this on launch. Um, sounds pretty typical. It's more consoles shipped than before, too. So I, I feel like you have a better chance of getting this than you did the PS4. But with the success of the PS4 and how well it did, the demand for it, I feel like, is going to be pretty high. Uh, Xbox uh, series X and S that's getting hard to talk about the two, uh, with the similar names. 
um, I was looking at an article earlier, and it's like the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S with the Series S and the Series X. And I was just reading, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, I, like I know what they all are, but holy shit, when you have them all crowded together in an article, it gets crazy. I feel like they're gonna have a they're gonna have a pretty decent launch. I feel like uh, you know I haven't heard anything with Microsoft when it comes to limited supplies. Um, it sounds like you know they have the two consoles ready to go. They got the prices out. Everything's ready. Um, and with their you know varied prices of three hundred and five hundred dollars um, USD, uh, Xbox might be poised to have a better launch than PS Five. Possibly, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's a real possibility. They could get their more consoles out. They got uh, you know a price range that we can't really compare to the PS5 yet, and uh, you know Xbox might might come in swinging at the very beginning of this next console cycle. But who knows? Um, I'm hoping that they'll get everything figured out with the PS5. I'm hoping the event's coming up. We will be covering it. Uh, we will be reacting to it. Um, I'm hoping we get a price point and uh, pre-orders from that. Uh, also, there's a rumor that uh, Final Fantasy 16 is going to be shown. I was going to cover that, but it's just a rumor, so it's not really uh, something I want to devote a whole segment to, but if it is Final Fantasy 16, that'd be huge, but if it is Final Fantasy 16, I hope they go back to high fantasy. We've had enough sci-fi, and I love sci-fi. It's my favorite. It's better than fantasy, in my opinion, but enough of the sci-fi Final Fantasies. Let's go back to like something crazy fantasy like Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy 12. That'd be fucking sick. Anyway, back to PS5. Um, I hope uh, it goes smoothly. I hope 11 million is enough to uh, get them in the hands of all the early adopters. People want to buy it right up front. I know a lot of people who are going to wait on it. People, you know, people are always different when it comes to launches. And uh, yeah, I hope to get mine ASAP. I want to be able to pre-order it and buy it on launch. I want it as soon as possible. Um, I'm ready to go for fucking next gen. So excited. Um, and yeah, with that, I'll leave it to you guys. Let me know in the comments what you guys think about the shortage. Are you worried about it? Or are you not worried about it? Uh, 15 million ordered. We're getting 11 past generations. We're below 10 million. Um, does that worry you? What, what do you think about the chip uh, being used in this? A shortage of that? Are you worried about that? Are you not worried? Are you somebody who's planning on buying the PS5 uh, as soon as possible on launch? Or are you somebody who's going to wait around uh, for whatever reason? Uh, maybe you're, you don't want to be an early adopter to hardware that might have problems. I completely understand that. Maybe it's not in the cards financially. I understand that. Um, maybe you're just not, you know, you just want to sit back and wait. You don't need a brand new console right now. Um, but yeah, uh, are you excited? Are you not excited? And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, second bit of news is a little bit of uh, Take-Two CEO thinking that cloud gaming uh, is not the future of gaming. Um, via GameSpot, Take-Two CEO doesn't think cloud gaming is the future. The GTA and Red Dead publisher doesn't think the cloud is going to revolutionize the industry. I already kind of disagree with that, but let's see what he's saying. Um, when we talk about revolutionizing, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the only thing. Um, but uh, let's read into this real quick and uh, figure out what he's talking about. As the CEO of Take-Two Interactive Software, which publishes some of the biggest games out there, literally, Strauss Zelnick doesn't see cloud gaming making a huge difference in his business. Zelnick explained his lack of enthusiasm in an in-depth interview with Protocol. Though he isn't claiming cloud gaming is a bad thing, the gaming exec is 
reluctant to believe the cloud is going to make a big dent in industry income. Uh, and well, that's a little different than kind of how you're how you're you're saying he doesn't think it's going to be the future, but he's talking about his income. It's anyway, uh, any new distribution vehicle that offers high quality efficiency and a re reasonable price is good for our business. He prefaces that said there are there was all this hype for years about VR, and I wasn't very compelled by that. Thankfully, as a result, we didn't waste any money on it. Equally, there was an enormous amount of hype around movement to the cloud for interactive entertainment distribution. Ugh, Zelnik, you're fucking, you're killing me. I love, I love VR. I love VR so much, and I, I think we're still in its infancy. Give it a chance, or don't give it a chance. Where's GTA 5 VR? That'd be fucking dope. Um, although this dude makes a shitload of money, so he knows better than I do. If uh, all you're worried about is making that cash, baby. Continuing, his problem with cloud gaming isn't around the technology or the execution, but rather the premise that it will open up a whole new market of people who haven't previously been gamers. In quotes, it says there were some parties who were saying there are 130 million to 140 million current gen consoles out there. Strauss explained, there are billions of PCs out there. Um, good point. You know, if you can make... Uh, in a frictionless way, console video games available to everyone who has a PC or a tablet or a phone, then your market size automatically would be 20 times, just mathematically. Of course, that doesn't make any sense at all because the implication is you are super interested in video games, but you were just unwilling to buy a console, which is also a good point. It also brings up an issue that people in parts of the world with slower internet speeds know too well. The consumer is beholden to whatever technology exists where whatever or wherever they live strauss said which is something me and Shai have talked about for years when people have talked about like streaming gaming is coming like right now it's coming right now stadia is gonna fucking kill it's gonna do well it's like no you're not thinking about like how um inconsistent internet connections are uh in the united states around the world um so it's just not it's it, it, it's not the time for like you know to standardize it. it's not um, continuing, he also brings up an issue that people in parts of the world with slower internet, I think I just read that, um, slower internet speeds, no too well, consumers, blah, 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 uh, Strauss said, you may be out on the cloud, but if they're on a phone line, they won't be able to avail themselves to what you're distributing. While the CEO admits that he may be speaking against his own interests, he doesn't see it making a big change to any of Take-Two's biggest games. We've sold 135 million units of Grand Theft Auto V. Humble brag, 32 million units of Red Dead Redemption. The first one? Or the second one? First one? I don't know. I wish I could tell you that there will come a point where various cloud gaming services will mean those numbers are doubled or tripled, but I really don't see it. Uh, a number of big companies both inside and outside of games have dabbled in cloud gaming services lately, including Google Stadia, Microsoft's xCloud, PlayStation Now, and NVIDIA's GeForce Now. However, the concept is still in its infancy with a number of big hurdles to overcome before cloud gaming can become the norm. Zelnik has also made similar comments on game subscription services, something he doesn't think will work as well for games as it has for TV and movies, as well as defending Take-Two's price hike on next-gen copies of NBA 2K21, and that's that. That's an interesting one, the subscription thing. I should probably read into that as well, what he says on that, because, um, I, I f again, okay, so my opinion on this is uh, when he's talking about gaining more people, potentially playing his games through streaming, uh, 
It, it makes sense what he's talking about. It, it, mathematically, it should be 20 times more. Uh, but he's not seeing that happen for various reasons that we went over. That makes sense to me completely. Um, also, the idea that people want to play video games, but um, but uh, just are just unwilling to buy a console, um, and they're sitting around their PC just kind of waiting for an opportunity to play that. That's some people, but that's not everyone. They're, I mean, it's it's unrealistic to think that 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 many PCs out there um, are going to mean that many people playing games through streaming on their PC. Um, so that makes sense to me as well. When I talked to Dean Takahashi, he was kind of um, talking about that, saying Microsoft had a similar, uh, well, not similar. They had the same view of like, they were they already have an established group of people playing their games. And so they're focusing on the people who aren't playing games. And that's a really interesting thing to see uh, now from Take-Two and from Microsoft going like, how can we get more people to play video games? Which is... Um, Interesting, I said that because I've, I've been a gamer since I was a kid. And a lot of people I know who play video games uh, have been playing since they were a kid. I don't know a lot of people who have just kind of merged over into video games. I know some people, but like it's very rare. Um, I have a coworker who was telling me, he's like, oh, I used to play video games. I stopped playing video games though. I might get back into it though. I'm like, that's an interesting take to fall in and out of gaming. Um, I view it the same as movies, music, all that shit. So. Uh, I don't view it as like, uh, oh, I used to go paintballing, but now I don't anymore. I don't, I don't know. Um, so, you know, that is also another factor, but not, not necessarily with the streaming thing, just demographics and how they float in and out of gaming, I guess. So anyway, um, his, his whole thing of saying like, I didn't invest in VR, uh, we didn't have to spend money on that. I'm not too worried about investing into streaming because I don't see that necessarily being like the standard um, in the future and I agree with him but I don't agree with him and the reason I don't agree with him specifically is and I've talked about this so many times on the show so I'm, I've been pretty consistent about this for me personally when I think about streaming I think about streaming as a complement to gaming so I have this idea that eventually and eventually is forever from now um, streaming could take over and I could see that happening when it becomes so seamless that the only decision you have to make is, do I own this or do I rent this? Uh, so I can stream it or I can buy it if the future allows us to buy games. That could be the future. That could be where we go to. But in a more um, uh, le- a less distant future, I see streaming being a complement and, and pretty much what xCloud is going to be offering. I see myself using streaming uh, in a way to essentially play my games portably. The idea of being able to play my games at home uh, on my console and then when I'm out and about, maybe being able to use that save on my phone or play a multiplayer game on my phone if I'm out doing something via the cloud, if it permits, I see that as the first big step in streaming. But I don't see streaming taking over completely, uh, specifically because people always want to say what the tech is going to do and what the tech is going to uh, revolutionize. Uh, But really, and he has the same mentality, but he makes a shitload of money. So it makes sense. Uh, It's about the consumer, what they're willing and wanting to buy. You can try to tell somebody all day what they should buy, but they're going to decide that at the end. If they don't like the medium, they're not going to support it. My biggest case, my two biggest cases is vinyl, Vinyl is outdated, 
of vinyl sales have been going up for like the last eight years because people in the absence of physical things to own, things to collect when it comes to music and the outdated aspect of CDs, um, they want a collector's item. They want to buy physical vinyls that look cool and sound cool on their, you can't see it, but on their um, record player. Uh, books. Books, they tried to get rid of them with the Kindle. They tried to do the paper Kindles. They tried to do it on your tablets, on your phone, and there's great options to read books. But people have absolutely, the market has absolutely rejected the idea of getting rid of physical books. There's still bookstores. There's still libraries. Great that those exist. Uh, and um, that's just the market going like, hey, I know technologically we could go in this direction, but we don't want to. We don't want to do that. And so streaming may encounter that. I don't know. But like I said, I think the most um, obvious route, in my opinion, uh, which is literally, I think, out today. I think xCloud just released today, uh, which I want to try, um, is that it will complement gaming. There's so many things you'll be able to do with streaming. You'll also, with like online games, maybe have like a small little pre-download like uh, thing and then stream the rest of the game for like online-only games. I mean, like there's so many things they're going, going to be able to do with this, but they have to think about the connection issue, how, how many people they want to try and get around the world, different internet uh, connections. Um, that's a tough one, even in the United States. It's it's very different everywhere you go. Um, I mean, like, I got decent internet, but I know people who have shit internet. And it's all what people are willing to pay for, uh, what they have access to. Um, there's a lot of variables when it comes to streaming. But there's also a lot of things that um, you can see happening with it that... that um, that again, I'm going to use the word again, complement gaming that doesn't just take over gaming. So this idea that that the fucking uh, streaming is the future. When I say that, I mean like it's the future in the sense that it will become more and more standard. It will become more and more of our uh, video game ecosystem. Um, will it fully take over? Inevitably, I feel like it will. But uh, not anytime soon. Just like when I think about consoles in the future, I'm like, are we getting another console in the future? My brain tells me no, because it doesn't make sense. But especially, especially with subscription services that this guy doesn't seem to think is is the future either, which makes sense. Um, but then I think about the market. I think about controllers. Obviously, you can plug a controller into a PC or you can connect it to some kind of streaming Roku or whatever. But... Uh, there's a lot of exciting things about consoles, uh, specifically the PS5, that offer things that are beyond just playing the game. So there's a lot of variables there as well about the future, and it's hard to kind of tell where it's going to go. And again, are people going to want to not have that console? Imagine every seven years or so, we don't have an exciting new um, reveal. Some people are not going to care. They're just going to be like, I just want games. Give me games. And I respect that 100%. But with the PS5, you get, um, you're getting uh, audio technology that doesn't exist in another console. Uh, you're getting a controller, which, of course, you can use, uh, you know, if you're streaming or whatever. Uh, if Sony wanted to, you'd still be able to get that functionality. Um, you're getting the VR set up. Uh, there's, there's stuff that you can offer, specifically with Nintendo. They offer experiences you're not going to get. Um, just streaming onto a TV. 
Um, I'm sure there's something they could think up. They got fucking wizards working at Nintendo, but um, there's a lot of a lot of variables involved with what the future of gaming is. The only thing I know the future of gaming will be is more games and ways to play. I hope. Um, so will that be streaming? I'm not so sure, but uh, I do know streaming will become a big part of this. And I think I, I welcome it. I think it's awesome. I think it, I love the idea of being able to play games on my phone uh, without my phone having to necessarily run the bitch. But then as phones get more powerful, they'll be able to run things better and better and better and tech will jump and shrink and all that shit. There's so much to it. So um, yeah, just to kind of go over my whole thoughts on that. Uh, streaming for a while now will be a compliment to video games, but will not take over for a while in my opinion. So I kind of agree with where he's coming from saying it's not the future in the sense that the uh, GameSpot article implies he said uh, I think, of course, like all headlines to articles, it's uh, a bit misleading, but um, but yeah. Let me know in the comments, though, what do you guys think about uh, streaming? What do you think about, uh, what's his name, Strauss Zelnick's thoughts on cloud gaming, on uh, kind of what I said about subscription gaming? What do you think the future of gaming is? Do you fully embrace the idea of streaming? I remember when Stadia was coming out, I, I heard like two people I know were like all for it and they were like stadia is gonna fucking it's finally here streaming's here blah 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 it's gonna be amazing and i'm like no google's not ushering this in not google google can't do that they they can do it but they, they don't have like the the, the know-how they don't have they haven't been doing this their idea is not that great and it's too early they're jumping the gun um but uh but yeah are you all for streaming are you ready for the streaming overlords to take over uh or are you kind of where i'm at do you think it's going to kind of complement the whole ecosystem are you against it completely are you just like no i want physical stuff or i want digital stuff i want it downloaded onto my console which is another great point that i didn't bring up streaming may be rejected because we're already living in a time where uh if someone doesn't like something you've done or you've broken some kind of rules, they can just cut you off from Facebook and then you can't use your Oculus um, and all that kind of shit. And so, you know, future where you're just playing somebody else's games off their server can make that a lot easier to uh, control how you consume your content. So that's another point. Let me know in the comments what you think about that. And uh, yeah, let me know your th thoughts on uh, streaming in general and the future of gaming in the comments below. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Lou Gaming. So always thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Tasty Lou Gaming. <laughs> uh, check out our streams. Links down below. Uh, we have Discord link down below as well. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, we have a Patreon as well if you like to support the channel. And uh, yeah, my name's Seth. Until the next episode, which should be the uh, PS5 uh, event, which is coming tomorrow. Uh, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.